comes, our first lesson this morning comes from the book of Psalms, Psalm 130. First, let's pray. Gracious Lord, we give you thanks. We thank you for this book. You've spoken to your people through these words throughout the generations. As we ponder and reflect today, we ask, dear Lord, that in the midst of all the words, we might hear you speaking to us. Open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts, that we may see you, hear you, and be transformed by you. That we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Psalm 130. A song of ascents. Uh, you may wonder what a song of ascents is. And notice the spelling, A-S-C-E-N-T-S. It's not a song of yes, a song of affirmation. It's a song of ascent. Uh, there's a series of psalms beginning at Psalm... Where, where does it begin? I don't remember exactly where it begins. But there's a number of psalms that um, are, are specifically called Psalms of Ascent. If you look back a few chapters, you'll see, I think it begins at Psalm 120. Um, they were the, the Psalms that were sung while um, pilgrims journeyed to Jerusalem. Um, Jerusalem was up on a hill. So when anybody went from anywhere to Jerusalem, they said, we're going up to Jerusalem. So on the journey, it was literally a journey up, but figuratively, it was a journey up as well. And these were the psalms that were sung uh, by pilgrims on the road, uh, on their journey to Jerusalem, these psalms of ascent. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. More than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. Paul writes, but just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture, I believed and so I speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart, even though our outer nature is wasting away, 
Our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. The word of the Lord. God. In Mark chapter 3, beginning at verse 20. And the crowd came together again, so they could not even eat. I hope that doesn't happen with us. I hope the crowd does come together, but that we can eat. When his family heard it, they, well, they went out to restrain him. But people were saying, he's gone out of his mind. This is Jesus they're talking about. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebub, and by the ruler of demons he casts out demons. And he called them to him and, and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house without first uh, tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter... But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said, He has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and brothers and sisters are outside, asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Before I begin today, I want to invite you to turn your attention to the screens. As a, it might be familiar to some of you, a little video clip I just want you to watch before we begin today. Thank you. 
say the last best Indiana Jones film in the series. Absolutely wonderful film. And that's a, that's a very significant moment in the film, this idea of the, the leap of faith that he has to take. Let me wait till these roll up. <laughs> Can we do that together? <laughs> Everybody take a different note and we'll do the chord. <laughs> well, the summer's upon us. At least it was yesterday. It's not upon us anymore. And uh, for, for me and for my family in, in New Providence, what that means is the New Providence Community Pool is now open. It uh, opens uh, on weekends, and Callum will tell you we spent pretty much the whole day there yesterday and had an absolutely wonderful time at the pool. Uh, when it opens uh, you know, full time, as when the kids get out of school, they have a wonderful time almost every day. We're there late in the afternoon. They have a wonderful time hanging out with their friends, messing around in the water, going down the slide. But the favourite thing that the kids like to do is to go to the dive pool and go off the diving boards. Callum had me at the diving boards yesterday. We've got three diving boards at the New Providence pool. There's the ones that are kind of low and they're fine. They're okay. <laughs> By the way, I'm terrified of heights. You need to know this, okay? And then there's the high dive board that seems to be higher than this ceiling when you're climbing up the ladder to it. And they all love to go on the high diving board. It's, it's a favourite with all of the kids. They all go up there. They run the length of the thing. They do a big jump and scream as they go all the way down and <laughs> splash into the water. And it's fun watching the kids do that. They have an absolute blast watching them do that. But there always comes a point in the summer where especially Callum and Angus now say, Dad, you're going to go off the high dive? <laughs> no, not today. We won't do it today. Dad, are you going to do it today? No, I'm not going to do it today. We'll do it another day. We'll get to it one day. And the summer wears on and they get more and, and, and more incessant in their asking, when are you going to go off the high dive, Dad? And eventually they wear me down. And I say, okay. So I leave the comfort and the coolness and the shelter of the tent under which we sit. There's a big canopy we sit under there. That's where I sit anyway. I love being under there and just watching everything that's going on. And I feel my heart start to race. And I feel my blood pressure start to rise. And I feel my breath become more and more shallow as I take the long walk to the high dive we wait in line and it's a long line but for some reason the line's gone like that <laughs> and I stand at the bottom of these endless stairs like Jacob's ladder you know going up to heaven it seems it's higher than I remember it being I stand at the bottom of the ladder and I look up 
Did I mention I'm afraid of heights? <laughs> and I start to climb the ladder, one after another, after another, and get to the top. Or oh, it's higher than I realised it was when I'm up there. It's much higher than I thought it was going to be. It's only 12 feet, really. But it seems much, much, much higher than that. And I hold on to the railing. And I put my foot forward. And then I put my next foot forward, moving my hands, until the railing stops. And there's another six or eight feet of dive board left where there's no railing. And I'm edging my way. I'm edging my way. And I can't go back with this stage. And it's not just a pride thing. In fact, it's not a pride thing. If I could go back, I would go back. But I can't turn round because if I turn round, oh, I'll lose my balance. Did I mention I'm afraid of heights? <laughs> and I get to the edge. And I stand. And I catch my breath. And the board is wobbling. I think I'm going to fall I'm going to die (laughs) Dad hurry up (laughs) and I'm standing there and I take a step off and I feel like I'm flying oh I go down eventually sooner than I sooner than I imagined I hit the water with a rather large splash and it feels absolutely wonderful that water's there it's safe it's cool it's refreshing I'm under and I'm comfortable and I'm swimming and I swim to the ladder and out again dad are you going to do it again? no (laughs) but I did it I did it once this summer that's all I needed to do I just needed to do it once. I needed to put my fears aside. And I took that step, that leap of faith, as it were, like Indiana Jones. I took that step. I took that leap of faith. And I was safe. And I was secure. As I thought about today, I can't help but think in many ways... We, as a congregation, are either like Indiana Jones, not knowing what is, 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 is standing there in his way, not knowing that there really is a path ahead. All he sees is this void, this emptiness. That he knows he's got to trust. He doesn't know what lies ahead, but he trusts. And he takes the step of faith. Perhaps together we're maybe like me standing at the edge of a diving boat. We don't know what lies ahead for us. We really don't. But we do know that God has amazing things in store for this congregation. How often have we seen God's hand at work in the history of this congregation again and again and again we've seen the faithfulness of God over and over again how often as the song sang have have we heard God's call 
How often have we heard the question, will you do this? How often have we said, yes, we will. And how often has that moment of yes not been instantaneous, but it's felt like standing on the edge of a diving board. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I've got what it takes. I don't know if God's got what it takes to get me into this next place, this next level. God has shown us again and again and again that he is faithful. That God is worthy of our trust. All we have to do is step up. And his arms and his hands are there. Ready to catch us. And hold us in his embrace. And say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And trust that he will take us into the future. Trust that he will continue to lead us and guide us as he has done in the past. I'm going to tell one more story. Not about me this time. But about... um, uh, uh, an, an acrobat, a daredevil, if you will, uh, from the late 1800s, a man called Henri Blondin. Henry Blondin, but he was French. <laughs> Henri Blondin. He was a very, in his time, a very famous tightrope walker. And the story is told that Blondin, on this particular occasion, had set up his tightrope to walk across the expanse of the Niagara Falls from Canada to America. The tightrope was there. And he had his big stick and he was walking and he was balancing with his tightrope. Back and forth. Many times he did it. People were watching and and cheering and, and celebrating. Then he did something a little different. He had a wheelbarrow, and he took the wheelbarrow, empty, and pushed it across as he walked the tightrope. People cheered, phenomenal, to see such a thing as a guy with a wheelbarrow on a tightrope. How does he do it? And then he got a sack of potatoes, a big, heavy sack of potatoes, put it in the wheelbarrow, and pushed this big sack of potatoes in a wheelbarrow. Everyone erupted in Cheers, I mean, there was bated breath while he was doing it. It was terrifying to watch. But he did it, and he walked back again. And then he spoke to one person in, in the audience and said, You've seen me walk across the tightrope, or you have seen me walk across the tightrope? <laughs> because remember, he was French. <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. You've seen me walk across the tightrope? He said, Yes, it was wonderful. You've seen me push the wheelbarrow. Yes, it was wonderful. You have seen me push the wheelbarrow with a sack of potatoes in it. Yes, it was a, that was the most exciting thing I've ever seen. Having seen all of these things, he says. Do you believe that I can put a person in this wheelbarrow and cross the void on this rope with a person in the wheelbarrow? Do you believe I could do that? And the woman responded, yes, I believe it. To which he said, then jump in. (laughs) Friends, that's the challenge that comes 
to us right now? Do we believe that God can do all of these things? Whatever these things may be, do we trust that he can do it? Well, if we believe, if we believe, then we need literally to jump in and embrace the future and the promise that God has in store for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymn is printed in the bulletin. It's entitled, Look Forward in Faith. This is actually a hymn that comes from the the Church of Scotland hymn, because it's the only place that this hymn is included in the new Church of Scotland hymn book. Um, Maureen and I actually sang this hymn at our... Well, we didn't sing it ourselves, as it wasn't like a duet, but it was sung at, at our wedding. Look forward in faith. And may this be a challenge to each one of us.